0: Welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly update, Dale. A lot happened this week.
1: Yes, indeed. It's really starting to kick off now in the world of Eurovision. National finals coming up. We've got songs that have been coming out, artists coming out as well at the same time, Mm -hmm. and... We're here a, a, a day late. I think we're doing a bit of Sunday-Monday at the moment in the early season.
0: Absolutely. I don't think we really need to be on sort of Sundays at the moment, maybe a bit later in the season just so we capture the moment. But um, yes, another big week of football, of course, for Australia as well.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, that was also on Sunday morning here mm. at Australia. We had the Socceroos who made it through the group stage and to the knockout rounds. And obviously, unfortunately, we're now to Argentina. But we were very brave and very happy with the World Cup overall. Oh my gosh, two weeks. Who would have thought that? So, yes, very, very happy with the football. Yes, I'm sure the English fans are happy. Mm. Sorry, the Americans. And if your team's doing well, great. If not, sorry about that. But, (laughs) hey, I guess we should probably move on because it's not a football podcast, is it? It, It's
0: not. (laughs) It's not at this stage. Uh, (laughs) Maybe a bit later come the final. Uh, But, no, a couple of things we want to talk about. And, of course, we want to talk about Vidbir out of Ukraine because we have our songs We do have our songs, so we know the
1: national final is coming up on 17th of December, and we did speak about this um, recently, about um, what the songs might be like.
0: Um, we're going to start with the song or we're going to talk about our overall impressions? Look, let's talk about overall vibe okay. and impressions. I, I thought they've got a good mix here. Yes, of course, there is some uh, songs that are, you could probably relate to the, the current situation there or the current war there, which is only natural. But um, it doesn't seem that laden with them
1: yeah no I think it's a, it's a good mix I remember when they got the call out for songs they said every second song either sounded like um go away or kalosh orchestra like people were just trying to basically copy them and I don't think anything has you know there's some traditional mm. instrumentation use as there always is from Ukraine and always did from Vinbeer mm. so it is really good that we're getting some something kind of original coming out of these 10 songs I think the theme that I kind of came out from with the whole thing was heavy production mm. a lot of these songs are very heavy on the production they which made some, is, made some choices yeah but i guess that's also quite a lot of eastern pop when you got going into ukraine into other areas it generally
0: does have a lot of work behind the the music so yeah that was interesting definitely definitely well there was 10 songs released the aussie vision team has picked their favorite yes should we have a listen to this one dale this is jerry hale when god shut the door One of the names we were looking out for and she looks like she's got one of the front runners at this point, Dale. What do you reckon? Yeah, exactly. I don't
1: think it's just a favourite of the AussieVision team. Now she does have a lot of fans, but she's getting the most views and there's a lot of fan love for this song. And look, I can see why. Um I think it's a really interesting um, piece of music. There's a lot of different things going on. Uh, you got this strong message with a chorus that is done um, with the kind of a traditional sound, um, with that kind of other vocalist, not necessarily Jerry. A little bit of a rap thing going on, yep. an operatic type instrumental bit, and some very simple lyrics. You know that literally are about war, um, but they're memorable and they're repeatable, and it'll stick in people's heads. So. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to hang on with this song. There
0: is a lot going on, isn't there? But I do feel it is cohesive. For me, it does mix those genres very well. There is a big slap of traditional in here, but we still have a very modern sort of feel and production to it. I've almost got a Jamala feel in places of it as well. Almost that sort of trip-hop kind of beat type of thing coming in. But there's also some go-away elements kind of thing in there as well. So I think it does mix it very well. And for me, this is one on the stage could well and truly come alive. I do like the audio version, but gosh... There's some staging potential to really tug on the heartstrings here.
1: Yeah, there definitely is. I think a lot of songs in this selection are gonna definitely rely on the staging of this. Mm-hmm. Now I will say, Jerry in the last time we saw at her, her Vidbeer, um different type of song but i wouldn't say the vocal was strongest part of it Mm -hmm. and a lot of kind of spoken word rap and there is a little rappy bit here as soon as i heard that i was like "Mm, i wonder how she's going to be able to do that live so i i wonder how this will all come together but i think it's got the elements there and she's very popular and yeah that message is gonna ring home i think and she is a popular artist so i I think she's probably the favourite at this point.
0: Yeah, I probably agree with that. I have to say, it does tug on the heartstrings without bashing you over the head with it. For me, it's a good mix and it kind of works.
1: Yeah, there's a nice part that we says like when God shut the door and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but also an open door as well. So mm. there's like a positive side. I don't what they're referring to, but Ooh. that's quite good. I think a lot of people will see this as a political song. Oh yeah, what for do you, sure. What do you What do you think of that? What are your thoughts? Oh, it's always
0: going to happen, isn't it? Like uh, she says the word <laughs> war, right? She like i mean it's about the war um but pretty is, much is singing about a current situation political mm. yeah is it i guess we'll find out particularly I, if she gets chosen
1: yeah look I, I think it's i mean at the moment the junior eurovision entrant from ukraine also mentions war as well and that's mm-hmm. not a problem mm. um i think people will have strong opinions of it uh, look if it's fine for the ebu it's fine by me Yep, um but it definitely has some political messaging there. How can it not? But so does a lot of things in life. Exactly. Being free and being who who you are is political in some
0: places. Very. So where's the line? Exactly. I think a lot of people do tread that line, don't they? Well, it wasn't just the team favourite. We had a bit of a separate favourite when we did our vote. And the one we had for the 12 points, it's Tavorchi and Heart of Steel. Don't
1: get what you You mentioned it was both our 12 points. What would you go for this one, Mike? I think
0: for me, it's the impact. It's such, again, we have a very interesting piece of music. They've made some very interesting decisions as far as the production and the structure of the song is. And it just has that massive impact for me. And I think that's what got me. I think it's very modern. It's very interesting. And when I was listening to the audio... I could see it on the Eurovision stage. There's something about it that just said, you you stand out for me. Hmm. I I think it was definitely the one I liked the whole way through.
1: I think there's some other songs in this package of 10 songs that I was like, I love that element, but what just happened then? And There's (laughs) a few like that, and I'll put even Jerry Hale into that mix. This I enjoyed the whole lot. Maybe the chorus could have just been a bit stronger when you get to the hardest deal bit, mm-hmm. but it's a great message where I think that you know you're still referring to the messaging around what's happening without beating us over the head with it. And I just think it's a really well put together, really well produced. I think Divorci can sing mm. uh, the the main artist from Divorci, There's two of them, and I think it'll it'll all come together really good. And I can see some staging uh, potential here as well. But it's kind of the song I wanted to go and listen to again all the way through.
0: Yeah, I'll agree <laughs> with that too. It, it sort of made a cohesive sense for the entire sort of three minutes, even though there is, as I say, some production choices made. The other one we want to mention here out of the ten, and this one seems to have quite a bit of a buzz for a lot of different reasons. Let's have a listen to Oi Sound System and Oi Tuju. of chatter about this one Dale and um wow there's quite a bit going on with this oh there's a lot going on and
1: I think it definitely is dividing opinion for me when this started I was like wow wow this has got impact immediately I could see the staging uh potential of it and when we talk about going to production like this goes heavy (laughs) it makes flume seem normal (laughs) like this goes really heavy and I really like it for a long period of time but I think there's two camps on this, people who find it and we saw this in the Aussie Vision team, who's it's like a religious experience versus it's a whole lot of noise. And I think I kind of start in the first camp and I end in the last. I was ready for it to finish. Mm. I know I sound really boomery here, but it just sounded like a bunch of noise towards the end. And I was just like, turn it off.
0: Thank God that is finished. I couldn't stand it by the end of it, but I liked it at the start. Yeah. I, this is one of those ones. I think there's a minute or a minute or a half of this is very, very good. By the time you get to the end of the three minutes, I, I kind of want it to end, but there is potential here, particularly with the staging. It, it could just come together. I think a lot more if they do capture that visual element, which... Ukraine generally do pretty well. There's potential in this one, or it could just be a potentially a big old mess. Now you, um, you said you wanted to end, but you gave this your ten points. I did give it my ten points because it, there was something about it that really captured me at the very start. And again, big, heavy impact song, and it just made me think, what's happening next? What's happening next? And I'm not sure they knew what was happening next
1: after the time. <laughs> I think this definitely needs a visual. I really believe I could. Can- totally changed my tune this is not an audio experience mm. this needs to be audio visual yeah. definitely it reminds you of some stuff that used to come out of estonia lao mm-hmm. like you know um 6 7 years ago when they were doing the weird thing and they it was all more experimental electronic yeah, exactly. stuff exactly it's yep. an art uh, this sounds like it could be an art piece you mm. know and it could look really good and could all come together mm. so i do think this is a bit of a dark horse i think it definitely has a lot of love hate relationship i mm-hmm. kind of feel it in equal measure uh, By the time the lies, I'm I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what we like, but hey, bring it on. I mean, I look back to uh, Solavei by Goa a few years ago. That was very polarizing too. Some people loved it, some people didn't. I personally was on that bandwagon, so it's going to divide opinion. But it could really bring home the bacon this one.
1: Oh, I think it's a lot more than a lot more. (laughs) Goa was a lot more palatable than this.
0: It was a bit more melodic. Yeah, put it that (laughs) way. There's no melody. There is no melody in this song, but if you
1: could call it a song, it's, it's something. Yeah, but overall, considering everything happening, I think this is a really good solid bunch of songs. I do think previous editions of VidBeer uh, have been stronger, in my personal opinion. I think other people really love this. But the fact they're having it is fantastic. And just one more shout-out to this uh, Finka, the artist. Mm. Um, that song is great. That's doing really well in the AussieVision team, and that was my second favourite. It's fun. It's boppy. It's kind of crazy. It could be a mess live. I yeah. can't wait
0: to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I really concur. Well done to Ukraine for getting this all together. We all know the situation. They're in incredible effort to even try and stage a national final so well done to them and i actually quite like the bunch of songs without thinking it's a stellar year of vidber
1: exactly so bring on the first national final of the season Well, it wasn't just songs that we got this week. We did get some artist announcements out of probably the two biggest national selections uh, this week, Michael. Let's start off with Sweden's Melody Festival Violin. And we had a big name. Everyone's very excited about it. It is the return
0: of... Laureen. Yes, she will be back again. Um, let's hope she makes it to the final this time for her comeback. But no, everyone is very excited. It's not every day you get a Eurovision winner comeback for your national final. So interesting to see her competing. She must have an album on the horizon to try and flog, one would imagine. Well, I was going
1: to ask, actually. So do you think she's going this with a, a, a true desire to go back and compete at Eurovision for Sweden or... As for those who don't know, Melody Festival in its own right is massive and it's such a big audience that most artists are actually just going at it for the exposure, yeah. even returning once.
0: Well. The latter for me. I think it's about exposure for Lorraine. She's already got to the pinnacle of Eurovision. I'm sure she'd love to go again and, and show her artistry again. But at this stage, I think this is a bit more for the domestic market. And um, as I say, getting those album sales.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. And yes, she did return back in 2017, for those who don't know. Ooh. And didn't make it through to the final. Got to the second chance round. So
0: Good old public vote.
1: <laughs> so we'll see, how, we'll see how this pans out this time. She's in the... Uh, which heat is she's she She's
0: in? in heat number four. Four. Oh yeah, so they're saving
1: her till the end. Yes. So some other, uh, another former Eurovision artist is Victor Kroner. I know you're a bit of a fan of him. Competed for Estonia in 2019.
0: Who isn't a fan of Victor kroner <laughs> He's a fantastic artist. A <laughs> few people were last time he was in the final. <laughs> a wonderful vocalist. Um. Yeah. Look, he's back again. He's very much. Uh, you know, again, getting into that Swedish market. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, I think he'll, he he'll always brings something. He's, Ooh. you know, fun artist.
1: A couple of returning uh, um, artists who've done Melody Festival and quite a few times here. We've got Victoria, we've got Jan Hendrik Fjolgen, and we've got Mariette. Three Ooh. big names, have done it many times before. I'm, I'm excited. I'm in the camp of I love to see these artists come back and have another crack
0: yeah likewise and generally if you've got names like that they're going to come with a decent product they're not going to put their name to a song that's that's you know subpar so we'll see a couple of them people like Mariette uh Jan-Henrik it's probably been a little bit of what do you call it diminishing returns with each time they come so they'd be wanting to turn that around a bit one would imagine exactly and also Victoria
1: we we love her stuff so let's see if she has a Let's see if the juries give her any points this time. We'll see where that goes as well. There's a lot of other artists, and we are going to talk about this in a bonus episode for patrons this week. We're going to go through every heat and all details because there's so many good ones. Ooh. The two... um the Evas. Evas are back from mm-hmm. Renarama Ding Dong from last time. <laughs> and also a really interesting artist, uh, Maria Sir, who is from Ukraine, who's in uh, sweden after fleeing from the war Ooh. um that's quite a story and she was also a really big artist in ukraine i think she won the voice there oh, or she okay. did very well on the voice oh wow! double check that by the time we get to patreon so um yeah she could be
0: one to watch particularly with public vote i was gonna say we'll see how the public sentiment goes towards her sometimes the uh, foreign artists shall we say in sweden can be left behind a little bit so it'll be interesting to see what the sentiment is for her <music> well always one of the big announcements of the year is the competing big artists in San Remo Dale and we did get some names coming out this week none bigger for Eurovision fans than Marco Mingioni. he will be returning the 2013 winner finished 7th of course at Eurovision with La Essenziale what did you think of uh, his returning? oh it's great he's coming back um, he's performed on Sanremo in
1: the last couple of years I can't remember which year it was he's a big star oh like, massive. when we were over there for um, Eurovision like we were seeing him on every TV screen in the metro stations on TV everywhere mm. you could not turn the corner without seeing marco i mean i wish i saw him in person don't get me wrong um he's aged very well that's all i'll say but um he's a big competitor here i think he would be easily one of the favorites going in one would imagine
0: such a massive name all right some of the others people may know there Elodie big fan favorite she's returning she's already had a couple of cracks looking forward to her
1: oh yeah i mean you personally loved andromeda that was yeah. amazing wasn't amazing it? song yeah and also she did some hosting with uh sunday mo i think it was two years ago as well and she was very good mm-hmm. she's just a great uh i mean she's beautiful of course and she's a talented artist and she's so fantastic down that tv lens and can, connects connect so well with the audience in italy again she'd have to be up there with a, a good chance Yes, let's
0: hope she's got a good song. Again, let's talk about some of the others quickly here. Ultimo, runners-up to Mahmoud in 2019, the very controversial 2019 Sanremo. Good to see them back. Yeah, quite tri- more traditional, I think, at the time. I remember Liv and Our Team was a
1: big fan of that song, mm-hmm. um, but obviously Mahmoud got the, the ticket. But um, great to have another big name like that who's done well before.
0: Yeah, very much so. Let's go through some of the others. Madame, who was always a big fan favourite, really cool the eye back in 2021 with voce she returns oh yeah my actual favorite from san
1: romo that year above ziti aboni um but um just an amazing artist i think the art and the message she brought to that stage every time was just oh chef's kiss phenomenal an exciting young artist and i can't wait to see what
0: she brings this year yeah i agree when we use the word artist i really do believe in it this time (laughs) <laughs> Let's, speaking of which, not so much believing, Tan and I is back for us. <laughs> Look, the kids seem to like him. People seem to like Tan and I.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think like uh, he he got a cult following. Um, probably not one of the favourites, but, um, you Poss- know,
0: bring <laughs> some entertainment value. Fingers crossed he's learned to sing in the last 12 <laughs> months. A couple of other people, just quickly, Dale Anna Oxer, two-time winner. She won in 1989 and 1999. She's back. Wow. I love how cool. they always bring back these, Um, Legacy artist Yes, very much so And another one I want to mention Is Giorgia She's a very, very famous singer In Italy She's got an incredible vocal range Like four octaves Or something Wow It's really incredible She won the contest back in 1995 So another one I think uh, That the general Italian public will love to see back on their TV screens.
1: Oh bring it on. I know we've got a, a couple of months to wait, but it's going to be fantastic. Uh Liv is very excited. She covers Sanremo for us every year. She's taken the whole week of work. She's very excited with this lineup as well. So her commentary on the whole thing, you'll hear more from her later in the season. Yes. Will be fantastic. Absolutely looking forward to Sanremo
0: 2023. <music> Well, Dale, one of the big occasions on the Eurovision calendar comes up in around about a week or so's time, and that is junior Eurovision in Yerevan in Armenia. You're going to talk us through this a little bit. Yes, yes. We're not
1: covering juniors much this year as well, but there is a lot more happening outside the podcast with AussieVision, including the rankings the AussieVision team Mm -hmm. have done, and we do have the AussieVision's choice of their junior Eurovision winner, and it's the United Kingdom. It's Freya Sky with Lose My Head.
0: Until I lose it, yeah. You get what you want when you want it. Your kind should have come with a warning.
1: this one quite comfortably actually and it's great to see UK bring such a good song when they haven't been in junior for ages they've come back to it now it's the Aussie vision's favorite it is one of the fan
0: favorites what are your thoughts on this song well no surprise to be honest um great again great to see the UK come back and embrace junior Eurovision this year um I have to say this is such a pleasing song and for me it's that chorus it just sticks in your head you hear it once and you, it just it's in there, and it, you, you you know you're recalling it the next day. So that's what you want in a competition song. She seems like a very engaging young performer. I can imagine they're gonna throw a bit of staging behind it. So yeah, I think this is one of the favourites for a reason. To be honest. Yeah, it's great to see UK, again, sending quality because we
1: all know UK has got the biggest and best music industry in Europe. There's no doubt about that. And to see them sending something that sounds contemporary, sounds like something, you, you know, a tween or young teenager would actually listen to mm-hmm. um, is fantastic. It's really, really good. And I th- can see that it's a fun bop. And that's the direction that Junior's going in with quite a bit of production there as well with it. So it's not too young, which doesn't do great. It's got enough there for the juries to like. And I think something that the kids across Europe would actually
0: vote for as well. Yeah, I think if this was to win and you put it back to back with Kami Kami last year, it seems like a, a natural progression for the contest. Well, look, we have, uh,
1: as mentioned, quite a lot of people in the Aussie Vision team covering this outside of the podcast. And one of the leading voices in our team this year is Teddy. And he's going to give his wrap up on the UK song and the other contenders for the crown.
2: If you had told me 12 months ago that the United Kingdom would be a favourite to win both Eurovision and Junior Eurovision in the same year, in the year of Our Lord 2022, I would have told you that today is a good day to quit sniffing glue. Nonetheless, here we are, with Freya Sky proving that Sam Ryder's second place was not a fluke. This song is very, very high energy. It's got very contemporary production. And importantly, I think it fits squarely into the box that I tend to associate closely with the UK music industry, which I think will play quite well with the state of the contest being as it is. Something which is also really playing in Freya's favour is the fact that the BBC has not hesitated to throw her in front of a TV camera at every opportunity. She did Children in Need, she did CBBS, she did some other weird lip-sync performance, and that's going to count for something in terms of confidence when we eventually get to Yerevan. With all that said, Junior Eurovision is not a predictable beast at the best of times, and the crop of songs this year is sufficiently consistent that I wouldn't be handing the trophy to the UK just yet. In no particular order, we have very high energy dance numbers from the Netherlands and Armenia, both of which are going to give Freya a run for her money. We've got some emotive wartime ballads coming out of Georgia and Ukraine. And we've got very good, what I'm going to call, kiddie pop coming out of Italy and France, both of which I don't think have been given enough credit by fans to date. If we're talking about Dark Horses, though... I think the song which I've barely seen mentioned at all, but which I think actually has quite a strong chance, is Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is again sending a cute child with a big voice singing a very big ballad. And traditionally, that's something that's done quite well at Junior Eurovision. Importantly, it's also something which has tended to get underrated a little bit by the fan base in advance of the contest. So, while I think the UK definitely has a strong chance of taking out the prize in Yerevan this year, I think the contest remains very open, and I will be very curious to see where we're heading next year
0: got to say great breakdown of the contenders there from teddy and i'm so glad he got to listen to all the songs and so on so i don't have to oh you
1: (laughs) you listen to the vast majority we did our rankings and stuff like that um (laughs) but you know we've got some great coverage there and you can hear how much teddy is following at this and look i'd have to agree with him that i think this is actually quite an open field yes uk have definitely put a great entry together but there's a lot of others who can jump in there and i hate to say it sorry british listeners but i think armenia's got the the better dance boppy song this year. I think they could go back to back if they put it together. I actually prefer it. It got higher in my rankings and I actually do think it's an overall better package. We'll wait to the lives, of course, there as well. But yeah, there's like, my actual 12 points was to Georgia, one of the ones he mentioned, a mm. really lovely, sophisticated, um, well-put-together ballad. Um, you've got the Ukraine story. You've got the fun of Netherlands, which sounds like a football song. Yeah, it's by kind of it. like a football anthem. Yeah, know. yeah,
0: which <laughs> topical. Which might work, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Spain's got a great song. Italy's got a good song. Oh, yeah, yeah
2: blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I yeah. love
0: it. It's actually really quite good. I noticed that one is one that seems to be getting momentum a bit more from what I can see online. So... Yeah, there is these upbeat songs. You've got these good, solid pop songs. And, of course, always with uh, Junior, you do get a sort of nice kiddie ballad as well. So I think we've got a really good mix of songs.
1: There is. There's also a trombone solo in
0: one of them. That's right. I think it's
1: Serbia or North Macedonia one of them. I can't remember. (laughs) But I actually really liked it. Mm. Um, You know, whether I'll get up and watch it live, but I definitely will watch it. And it's actually quite refreshing not to be totally across the songs this year. I've pretty much just watched them through once and a couple of others. So, yeah, it'll be exciting. And, look have to wait and see Kazakhstan he said the dark horse there to watch out generally they always do well with the with the juries particularly
0: very much so I can imagine with a ballad like that and a good vocal performance the juries will come a running once again for Kazakhstan
1: yeah the problem I think with Kazakhstan and I'm sorry again this year it's just not much of a song like the kid's (laughs) talented and we'll be able to sing it and do all that again and hit some notes and whatever but the song's just where's the song Mm. so I will kind of agree with you on that one but we'll see might all come together with the visual now see this is a good thing you can at least have a go at the song you can't have a go at the kids <laughs> like, I think this is why we don't cover it as much yeah. because it doesn't feel right like going that that 12 year old's vocal was terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we'll wait till the kid butchers it before we stick the boots in okay we, we'll right? wait we'll wait till the live and you'll hear it
1: from that next week so yes we will cover the results of junior uh, Eurovision on next week's show which will be on the Monday again mm. yes looking forward to actually seeing what the kids produce
0: Well, I think we should probably wrap that up for this week here, Dale. Yes,
1: we actually did have the Estonian songs come out this week for Mm. Estilau as well. We're the team and we're in the middle of listening to it all, so we'll bring you... That is a discussion next week about some of our favourites, so that will happen next week. Yeah, it's got to save something for next week, and why not Estonia? Because they generally have an excellent selection for us to go through. Yeah, we're a big fan of Lau, and also, of course, we love Melfest. We talked a little bit about it here, but again, our bonus episode this week for patrons will be uh, heat-by-heat. run through of Melfest because we're pretty excited about it. We always are excited with Melfest, though. Exactly. All right, well, look, thanks so much again for listening this week. Thanks to everyone also who uh, contacted us about the Spotify wrapped and if, if Aussie Vision oh. was in your number one, number five, number ten, it was uh, it was amazing to, to get those messages. It always is. It kind of blows my mind every yeah. single time. It is always lovely to see.
0: So thank you so much for the support. All right, well, we'll speak to you next week. Take care.